Hello, and welcome to the Ecommerce Source Podcast. My name is Andy Solhoff. I'm here with Tim and Sonny today. Sonny, how are you? Very good, thank you. How are you, Andy? How are you, Tim? Good, good. Doing great. So good, so good. Tim, how are you doing? Good? I'm doing good. Doing real good right now. Awesome. I'm recover- I finally feel like I'm recovered from Q4. It, it took me most of January, <laughs> but I finally feel like I'm, I'm recovered and have everything, have my mojo back after Q4. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's uh, February now, so. Yep. The Q4 hangover. So the Q4 hangover is real. So, well, awesome, awesome. Well, the reason why we've got Sonny on the call today, if you remember, Sonny is, uh, you know, one of our, our buyers. He uh, buys a lot of media for us on on Facebook and Amazon as well. And, and uh, you know, one of the things that's happening right now is the Department of Justice is investigating Google as a monopoly. And Sonny was, uh, you know, interested in this topic and wanted to bring it up because it, how uh, we buy media online is uh, largely impacted by by Google. Uh, and so we wanted to kind of jump into that. What what else you got, Sonny? And you know, on uh, as we're interested. And I can also add on this: we, we went to Sonny and Ted, who you know, the two of them kind of run most of our media operations. Said, if you were going to do a podcast, what's the most meaningful topic right now to talk about? And how to bid in the auction became with their clear answer on it. So this is this is our take on how to bid in the auctions. And it'll include, right, Andy, we're looking both at, we're not just looking just at Google, even though the, the Department of Justice lawsuit against Google is what kind of spurred this topically, but also Amazon and Facebook mm-hmm. as well. Um, great. So that's, that's kind of yeah. why we're talking bids. Do we want to summarize what the, what the Department of Justice lawsuit about Google, on Google is about for context here? Yeah, Sonny, why don't you let's do it? Yeah. So it's um, as as you guys have said, it's um, interested in the outcome of uh, the lawsuit, and not so much whether or not Google's a monopoly or not. But I was trying to learn about certain things that goes on in the inner workings of how you know advertisers win bids or whatnot. So I was looking at it from that angle, and one of the things that kind of caught my attention was. For instance, uh, how um, Google is a first bid auction as opposed to a second bid auction compared to some of the other platforms. And that just means that if you're the winning bid, and let's say, for instance, uh, you're, you bid $1 um, and your next competitor is at $0.97, cents, um, and you win that bid, you may not necessarily be paying that $1, but maybe you pay $0.98 cents or $0.99. Cents. Well, let's recap there for second bid versus first bid, right? Because Google, and this is what surprised me, Sonny, when you were walking, when we talked before that we started recording here, was because Google was the one that popularized the second bid auction. They're the ones that that's the advertising model they popularized that helped them conquer the web. Um, And so everybody knows a second bid auction, also called a Dutch auction by some people, means that everybody bids, but, uh, you know, the highest bid will win, but it pays the price of the second bidder. And that may seem counterintuitive. A first bid auction, the highest bid wins and it you it's you know, it's like the auction you see on TV, like for Christie's for ancient antiques or paintings, like the highest bid wins and they pay the price they bid. But in a second bid auction, the winner bids the price of the second highest bidder. And there's a lot of weird math involved and we can get into like, you know, John Nash beautiful mind stuff if we want to on it. But the way the math works is it stabilizes the market quite a bit and it prevents a bad actor from manipulating the market overly much too. So 
it really stabilized ad prices and it really normalized them in a kind of a blind bid situation. And Google popularized that. And then, you know, Amazon, when they launched, moved pretty shortly into that. Facebook's kind of been a similar model to that. Walmart just this last year in like July finally converted to a second bid auction and their ad performance took off after that. Um, we submit too, because we do buy on walmart.com too. And ad performance got significantly better once they went to a second bid auction. Um, so that was the surprise for me, Sonny, was, that was part of the DOJ um, lawsuit is it, and this is, DOJ is not suing them over first versus second bid auction because that's a business practice and that's not, but but the fact that right. DOJ said they had moved to a first bid, which is, um, which is surprising because they were the ones that, yeah. and they've written books about why the second bid auction is a better system, which is, makes that extra interesting. But let's out, but Sonny, you were also going before here, the lawsuit's mainly on the display side, right? Correct. And it's for, it's monopolizing. And let me play back what you were saying earlier. Um, see if I got it right. It was because they were monopolizing both the supply and the demand and the exchange, all three pieces Correct. of the display. Ads. Yes. It's not so much search. It's more about display. And the, the, dummy version for me was okay google controls most of the ads on third-party websites and they also control where the traffic goes how traffic gets to the third-party websites and so they just have too much control over the overall system is what the doj is asserting is that and also the bidding process and the exchange yes yeah. perfect awesome awesome cool so that makes it topical that makes it exciting lawsuits happening for those and so, and yeah, so that's us trying to summarize what a 700 page legal brief in, in, uh, in four minutes, hopefully we didn't totally massacre it, but <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about the different systems. We kind of figured out, you know, okay, you know, the department of justice is investigating Google. Okay. But, oh, you know, let's talk about a little bit more about, uh, some of the different processes here. Um, you know, in terms of Google versus Facebook versus Amazon, let's talk a little bit about. How are they the same? How are they the different? Just kind of digging a little bit more into that, maybe, and especially Sonny on the on the Facebook side of things is, uh, and and how that uh, how that works. Right. So on Facebook, it's a little bit different than um, Google or Amazon. Facebook is more of a CPM based model, whereas uh, Google and Amazon is uh, pay per click. Um, so one is you're bidding on the for Facebook and Meta. You're bidding on impressions rather than clicks. So obviously, the more impressions you get, and depends on depending on your funnel metrics, that uh, that math later on will lead to, let's say, a conversion rate. So my understanding is that a conversion rate is, on the Facebook platform, as well as Amazon and Google, plays a factor into the bid. If that makes any sense. And let's let's go through those because that's an interesting part than when we were discussing this before, right? So on Facebook, it's harder to do the math, right? You know that so Facebook will tell you if an ad converts more, it's a higher quality ad. They're gonna give it they're gonna give it more favorability. They're gonna probably give it to you for a lower seat, a lower bid, right? Right. But they're looking at ad like click rate as okay, people are engaged, they're less likely to see an ad and say, I'm tired of Facebook, I'm gonna log off the I'm gonna close the app, right? Um, they're looking at it more as a, Hey, for their number of impressions, if, if you're bidding on the impression, they don't make more money if you click more often in the short view in the immediate view, but they make more money long-term because they're now holding the readers they're holding their users for longer on the site. And they're, they're really looking at as a gauge on quality of user experience is how they're looking at primarily. Right. Um, 
add click rates and add engagement and all the other factors in there. Right. And further down the funnel, obviously, if you have an ad that converts well, well, that means you're going to try to show your ads more to, to more eyeballs and therefore pay more to advertise on that platform. Mm-hmm. And we also had, I, I'm, throwing, I'm throwing a curveball in here because we didn't talk about this before in the show notes, but Meta had its earnings announcement this last week. Um, and one of the things that came out of that was that, you know, they turned their finances around a little bit. They had better results than were expected. And one of the uh, things they cited in there was, well, they just upped the number of impressions, ad impressions by 22%. They didn't expand their user base. To, so, so the average user seeing 22% more ads. Now they didn't get the same price for all the ads were a little bit cheaper, but they increased it by 22%. Um, and that's, I don't know if that's here or there. That's just, you know, a lot of what they talk to you about as an advertiser is your ad quality. Um, but having 22% more ads doesn't seem to speak to like having the user experience as your primary metric anymore either. Um, I don't know if you've seen that yet, Sonny, because that was just kind of in the earnings announcements. And I might be the weirdo on yes. the team that looks at like things like earning announcements. But um, uh-huh. but 22% more ads struck me as a big increase given yeah. flat flat user base. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The stock is up, right? Stock is up. <laughs> they said the average price per ad was down, right? So the average, the advertiser is paying less per ad, but there were a lot more ads in the system. And I think what we've seen, that explains a lot of what we've seen of like click rates being down. For us, you know, ROAS on Facebook is generally not where it used to be. Um, and you kind of look at some other metrics on it. But but yeah, that's neither here nor there. But but as you were saying, Sonny, to pick up where you left off, Amazon is much more based on, you're, you're bidding on audience there. CPM basis, you're looking at, you're bidding basically when you get down into it, like on interests, you're bidding on demographics because you're specifying whatever you kind of shape your audience, if it's lookalikes, but you're shaping your audience a certain way, then bidding for that audience is what you're doing on there. Then how right, is that? Right. What's, what's the big difference if you move to the Google and Amazon world then? Keywords, right? Uh, yes, keywords. Um, uh, and yeah, you're, so on Amazon, um, you're looking to display uh, and I use the word display loosely because I, you know, there's a little bit of difference between PPC and let's say uh, Facebook where it's uh, based on impression. But uh, if a user on Amazon were to type in a, a search term or, or, or search for, let's say, a gaming laptop or something like that, um, you're going to get a search result or a page. And then your bid is important in terms of where you rank on that page. So the higher up, you are the better. That will entice the user to click on your ads a little bit quicker because they don't have to scroll down on the way to, to find you. Yeah. And on that, so should we jump to the, the question we got most engaged on before we turned on the record button was, hey, is price the main, is price the only thing that helps you in the auction? Should we jump to that and kind of go through some examples there? So let's start, Sonny, on, on, let's start on the Facebook side, right? Because that's, that's probably the, the murkiest to understand price versus other factors. Um, but again, they're looking at things like, do people click on your ad? Do they engage with it? And that in your experience, like you buy mostly Facebook, that's what you buy more than anything else in your experience, right? What's, what's your experience been with on here's an ad that has high quality scores. Are you able to kind of get the cost that you have to bid down over time on that? Yeah. So on Facebook, um, I think um, conversion rate is a big factor. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody wants to make money, right? Including Meta, or Facebook. 
And it's like you said earlier, engagement is also important uh, to have a good general account quality uh, where you, you know, don't miss any payments on your ad for paying ads. Um, <clears throat> your ads are, are, you know, well thought out and engaging. Those are all factors that may lead to a more favorable auction bid. Yeah. So, and for us, like one thing we've dealt with recently is like ad rejections, right? You've made a big point about this internally and we'll, we, you know, we pick up a new, a new client partner and we realize there's been a lot of ad rejections on their account. And it's pretty clear that they're having to pay more to get impressions than somebody who's been a really clean account, right? That's, that's kind of been the case. Um, and you know, enough ad rejections and the account gets turned off and that's also the other issue on it. But, um, you know, so Facebook's really rewarding you there for saying, hey, you guys are acting, you guys are clean actors on this. You haven't, you know, we've got the compliance type things. You haven't had terms of service violations. You haven't had, um, you haven't had a lot of ad rejections and they're looking at your engagement scores and do you get, do you get conversions? Because they know if you don't get conversions, you're going to stop spending. So they'd rather give the impressions to somebody who's going to keep spending because it's, they can see the good ROAS on it. Um. How does that change then? And that's coming more. So there's like no formula you can put in there and say if my if my if my ad quality score goes from this to this, my cost per ad is going to drop by this much. You, you just kind of know it's happening, but there's no. And Facebook makes sure you don't know the formula for that. That's um, right. It's in a black box. And it's a it's a black box on Google and Amazon to some extent, but it's different on that, right? So, what are the factors then that come into play? Because it's much more clear, right, on Amazon or Google what factors come into play for this. So what are the, what are the big factors? Like on Google, Sonny, what's the big factor that comes into play there? Um, I think uh, for Google, probably looking at uh, keyword research, making sure you're, you're, uh, you're optimized for certain keywords, uh, serving the, uh, the ads to the right audience is always important, mm -hmm. whether that's on Facebook or Amazon or even uh, Google. So doing your research yeah. and knowing where your audience is at, I think that's one of the biggest uh, uh, driver in terms of lowering your bid because, because that way, you know, the AI doesn't have to go and hunt for all these different uh, audiences to serve the ad to and bring you back a result that may or may not be what you're looking for. Yeah. And so you're getting things that really, you know, working on that conversion rate of your ads, if it's just the click rate or if it's after that, but the click rate on Google is what they're really looking at a lot. Right. And if you can do the better keyword research and make sure you're, you know, you're as a landing page or as the ad better matches the search terms, then you're going to get a better click through rate. And that's going to over time affect, even if you're bidding per click, that's going to affect how much you have to pay for clicks. So we, we, we did a quick example here, right? Just, just to put this in because then I, unlike Facebook, which you can't put the math into, you can put the math into Google ads. And so we're going to do the, the, um, Andy, we're going to try and do the theater of the mind where we try and, uh, write numbers on a chalkboard over voice and try and draw the picture for people on this. Um, audience loves it. Got to yeah, come back to it. Got to come back to it. Got to do the math. Got to do the math on, on the radio. Um, but let's just take a quick situation here, Sonny. And it's, so we have advertiser one that's putting in, a dollar per bid. They're bidding a dollar on a keyword, right? And we're just keeping the math simple. So we're just going to say a buck. And they get a 1% click-through rate. You know, fair, average on kind of things like that on display. That's good for display, actually. Um, and we have Advertiser 2 that's going to bid a buck 50. 
So they're going to bid a lot more, but they're only going to get a half percent click-through rate. In Google's mind, who wins that auction? Does the dollar bidder or the dollar fifty bidder win that auction? I have my answer, Sonny. I'm not trying to trap you. Based on that, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. Um, it's kind of tricky. Um, you know, all of the all the things that we said earlier comes into play, but if we're looking at just a dollar bid uh, versus one fifty uh, for the click through rates. Um, the higher the click through rate is, the better one is. That's the one that will yeah. win. That's the one that's going to win. So when they both launch, if they both launch at the same time, the buck fifty is going to get more impressions at first because all Google has is what you're bidding. But after it starts, and but keep they're measuring and testing things. They're running a billion tests a minute. Um, as soon as they start seeing conversion rates come through, and actually in that case, the dollar bidder is going to win. Um, and the quick math would be, you know, you bid a buck. Say it's you're just getting a thousand impressions, which nobody buys just a thousand impressions, right? But just for the easy math on it. On that thousand, Google's, um, their limited resource is the impressions and the eyeballs they can reach. And they're trying to make as much money for those impressions as possible. So for that dollar bidder, if they're getting a 1% click-through rate, they're going to pay $10 for those thousand impressions that Google has. For the buck fifty bidder, if they're only getting a half percent click-through rate because they're not as well matched, like the things you said earlier, they're not as well matched to the search terms. Um, and they're not doing their keyword research as well, so they only got a half percent click-through rate. Google's only going to make seven and a half bucks off of that thousand impressions versus ten bucks off of the other advertisers. So we get we run into this all the time, especially and even with some people who've bought a lot of ads. Of it's all about the bid, and it's not always about the bid. It's about the you know what's the quality of your ad, what's the quality of the click-through rate, and you know in this case it's pretty clear that you know Google's going to do the math in the back end and realize that dollar bidder is more valuable to them than the buck fifty bidder just because they're going to get more clicks and Google's going to make more money. It's not even an like, it's not even a Google wants the user experience to be better kind of thing. It's just Google flat out says, I'm going to make more money for these thousand impressions by giving it to this guy instead of that one. Right. And I think this is where too, <clears throat> considering how we're primarily talking with sort of a manual bidding strategy here where you're bidding on a CPC basis or, but yeah. you know, we haven't haven't touched on sort of automated bidding strategies across the platforms, and uh, you know Google is is by far the most advanced at this. But uh, you know they, they have Performance Max or maximized conversions yeah. or different bidding strategies that are going to uh, kind of come into play here. And um, I don't know, just kind of talk through uh, you know how some of those different. Uh, automated bidding strategies uh, work maybe a little bit, or maybe just you know uh, some different uh, aspects of those here. Quick, Sunny. Sure, and I think part of this probably depends on where uh, the advertiser is at. Uh, meaning that if you're newer or your campaigns are new and uh, you've never served your ads to a certain audience or maybe a keyword, maybe you want to stick with automatic just to let the AI do its thing, um, and discover where that so-called bid is at. Um, <clears throat> whereas if you're maybe a, a well more established advertiser, then you kind of know um, through your numbers where that uh, bid should be. Yeah, so then there's hybrids in between also that yeah. uh, the advertiser can use. But generally speaking... And in that study, good. Yeah, I was going to say, generally speaking, um, you probably should stick to the automatic bidding. Uh, it's a little bit easier to 
to get your ass served, um, you know, on the platforms. Yeah. And so in my like super dumb guy, simple example, it was you're doing manual bidding of a buck and a buck 50, right? But yeah, you're absolutely right. And the, what you were getting to there, what I heard was a using those, that automation where you can go up and down or you can have it be dynamic. And that's a good way to kind of find out what kind of bid price you need to be at. Um, and it also might be the best way, unless you're kind of really confident what you're doing, it might be the best way to ongoing manage it. Um, although oftentimes in that, you know, what I've seen people do is let the dynamic totally run and all of a sudden the bid prices get too high or get out of hand. So you want to put guardrails up around it, right? If here's max bid, things like that. Right. Um, so you want to put a little, a few guardrails on it. Uh, the end comes, the end, that, that's just a better tool to kind of find your right bid price, which is great. At the end of the day, it still matters if you have stuff that converts well, it's going to make that, that tool is going to find, going to get you clicks for a lower price if you have stuff that converts well uh, and you get a high click through rate just because it's going to, it can afford to give you those clicks for less because it's using less impressions to get the click, right? Yes, definitely. And also seasonality matters too in terms of, uh, you know, whether or not your bids are higher or lower than average, right? For instance, if you're, if you're bidding uh, two weeks before Christmas, then the bids will be much higher then. Yeah. Well, this gets to something you were bringing up earlier of, of uh, you know, this is an auction, so it's a marketplace. So it's not static. And, and questions we get asked a lot of times are, hey, last month it only cost me like, you know, 45 cents to get this click, and now it's costing 60 cents. What, did you guys stop doing your job or you guys have failed? It's like, well, it's an auction. It's going to go up and down. Like, it depends on how much other activity is in the auction. And if there's not much, yeah, we're going to get stuff for cheaper. We're going to have less competition. If there's plenty of people piling in, which always happens like right before Christmas, right before Prime Day, for example, on Amazon, the prices go up. And um, yeah, we often, that's like a, a common sense question that often we get hit by of why did these go up? And were you guys just not working the bids hard enough? And it's like, well, that's no, it's what the, it's marketplace demand. So it's going to move up or down and seasonality is a big factor, but there can be other things of, Fear of recession. We saw ad prices drop when all these average, you know, when the first kind of fears of the recession came in and a lot of advertisers cut their budgets. We saw click rates actually drop for a little bit during that um, just because there was less money in the market. Um, and, you know, during the pandemic, everything was weird because people were taking money out of like retails and pouring them into Amazon. So all of a sudden, all the bid prices went sky high because there was just more money in the market and it pushed all the prices up. It went up faster than, than eyeballs went up in there. Um, Right. Let's throw it to Amazon. Cause you also buy, you buy more Amazon than Google, Sonny. So on Amazon, there's, they'll look at, Hey, what's your bid and what's your click rate. But they also look at what's your conversion rate on the actual product you're selling too. Cause right. Cause Amazon, and this is also when people miss all the time too. It's, it's, and it's an obvious one and, and we're not trying to be like totally remedial on this, but it's a, it's a big difference for Amazon of, you know, they also they also make money off of their Amazon fee, which they make fifteen percent of every product sold for almost all categories. Apparel and some things are a little bit different, but but they generally make fifteen percent off of everything that sells. So for them, it's not just what are you bidding and what's your click through rate, but it's also what's the chance that that click's going to turn into a sale because that's where sometimes oftentimes they make much more money on the sales than they do off of the ads themselves. Uh, right. Right. And that also may relate to something like uh, organic uh, sales on Amazon, right? Yeah. Um, where if your conversion rate is, is, if you have a great conversion rate, that, that helps you everywhere else. 
Yeah, so a lot of times we'll use this. So, because um, Amazon will then look at because there's there's the value they're trying. They have certain number of ad positions, and they're trying to get that highest value for those impressions. Which they're going to look at. You know, what are you bidding? How likely are people to click your ad? And then how likely are people to buy? But then they have a ton of organic positions too, right? And they're running the same math. So if we put your product here organically. How likely are people to click and how likely are they? They don't make money on the click. They make money on the sale there. Um, but how likely are they to click and then buy becomes part of the the major part of the math on are they going to give you that organic impression? And oftentimes what we'll do, and you do this a lot, Sonny, is we'll push the ads up there on something that we know converts because that's the proof to the system. It, when, you, when you launch something new on Amazon, everything is rank 1 billion and that never shows up. Um, but we'll run the ads to it and then prove that it converts. And then Amazon realizes that and then starts giving us organic placement too, right? Um, right. Do we, do we want to run through the math example on that, Andy? Do we, have, do we have the tolerance and patience to run through the math example on that? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> You're like, well, let me do the very, very, uh, without getting into all the math of it, right? If you have two different advertisers here, and we'll use advertiser one is bidding. These are both $30 products. We'll keep this really simple. Advertiser one is bidding 80 cents per click. And again, I'm doing the dumb simple. We're not doing dynamic. We're just doing a flat like 80 cents bid. Advertiser one is doing 80 cents. Advertiser two is bidding a buck. But advertiser one, their listing, their product converts when somebody gets through there at, uh, they convert at 15%. Uh, and advertiser two only converts at 10%. So you got an 80%, an 80 cent bidder converting at 15%. On a $30 product, you got a $1 bidder converting at 10% on the same $30 product, similar one. You know, who wins that one there? Who does Amazon give that bid to in that case? In this case, it's the 80 cent bidder on that. So it's, and this is kind of tying back to a point you were making, Sonny, and I'm sorry to bring people through math stuff. But um, one of your points, Sonny, was, hey, it's not part of what, helps your conversion rate and your bid process as you are thinking through what to bid and how to kind of structure bids on things. It's not just how much you pay. It's the quality of the listing behind it. It's the quality of the ad around it. It's the quality of those things have a direct impact on your bid. Cause if you can have a listing that converts better and you can bid 20% less per click and Amazon's going to give you that's that it. over the guy who's bidding more, that's a huge win, right? Right. But Tim, I thought you were going to say that advertiser went out because Amazon makes more money. Oh, yeah. no, they do. That advertiser wins. The 80 cent advertiser <laughs> wins. I should have closed right. with that. Aver Amazon makes more money in that example off of the, the 80 cents click guy because they sell more product and it ends up being, a, you know, if we won't go through the whole spreadsheet that we have around something like that. But on that, in that right. example, 80 cents, an 80 cent bid with a 15% conversion rate makes more money than a, than a dollar. And we're going CTR of 1% on each of these. We're just putting everything else the same. But Amazon would make more money off the product with the higher conversion rate, so they're going to win the bid. Um, regardless, even though they're paying less for the ads, Amazon makes more money from them. So Amazon's, Amazon's going to flow towards whatever makes some of the most money. And if right. it takes you fewer clicks to convert, uh, you, you convert more often. And, and don't think that Amazon's not calculating this in real time all the time, because they, they absolutely are. And that's the basis of their business model a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, and a good example of this too would be any sort of branded search term. So it's very common for uh, other brands to bid on your brand or you to you be uh, bidding on other brands' terms, especially on Amazon, where you get some auto campaigns going or some 
uh, different, um, you know, broad search campaigns, things like that. When you're bidding on, where you're giving the advertising platform a little more leeway into where they show your ads, well, you know, you might be bidding ten, twelve, fifteen dollars, uh, however much you want to bid on a branded a cus or a competitor's search terms, but the reality of the reality of the situation is is that you know the platform knows that the user wants to go to that brand so they're going to make you pay through the nose to try to acquire that traffic and the reality of it is that they're just generally going to convert on your listing much uh, at a much lower rate than they will on the brand term generally yeah. so i think that's one of the ones that you know people a lot of times will get mad about oh i'm bidding on somebody's bidding on my uh, brand name and things like that they can drive your costs up a little bit, but the reality is is that the competitor, for the most part, is going to be paying significantly more for the this exact reason that you were talking about there, Tim. Yeah, and and the re- and this is on bidding versus on your competitors either listings or their brand terms versus bidding kind of on general search. But yeah, if the customer, if the end customer is actually searching for another brand, we will bid on that, but we'll bid low. We're just we're just we're usually bidding there to see if that other brand didn't run ads against their own brand name, which happens sometimes. And if they didn't, we can swoop in there and pick up a really good position to add. But you don't want to bid very heavy in that because they've the customers already signaled that they want to go to a certain brand and they're already leaning towards a certain brand. So trying to flip them is much harder than getting somebody who's just saying, I don't know which brand I want. I'm going to search general terms for this. Um, the time it will work sometimes, if you have a, a category that is, there's a lot of not too well-known brands and there's some categories that are mainly private labels and brands that pop up but aren't widely known um if you go in there and you have a if you found a way to get a much lower price product for example then you can bid on that competitor's brand term and if you're much lower but look very similar you can steal the sales sometimes on that too um we're usually the ones trying to fight against that tactic because we don't have we don't always have the very lowest bottom feeder pricing and we try and make profits with our customers but um but that's the other circumstance where it can make some sense. But we'll um, on that topic though, because you can bid. You know, certain keywords you'll find really are valuable. You bid high for those, and you bid whatever you need to to get a certain percentage of the share of uh, search term share. Sometimes, but we'll also we'll also what we call vacuum cleaner campaigns, which are just you know low bid campaigns that if if there weren't enough bidders in the market for certain terms then we'll just be there and scoop them up because sometimes there's more impressions than people have really bid on. And you can just, if you set up some really low bid campaigns and just sit there and kind of wait, it's not super predictable. But those campaigns, when we run them, when they hit, they hit and they have great returns on ad spend on it. Um, They're just not super predictable, but you're kind of set up, we set up usually a series of campaigns that just kind of wait for that. We wait for the impressions that fall through because they're just, the market wasn't active enough, right? Um, And it's opportunistic and we do that. and then. We also have campaigns that focus on the very pay, pay, you know, whatever we need to to get the top keywords on things too. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about bids and daily budgets? Sonny, I know you, we, we had talked about this and uh, a little bit before, but how does your daily budget or how does your budget impact your bids? Sure. Or vice versa? Sure. So for example, on Amazon, you could set a uh, daily budget, let's say $20, as an example, on the campaign. Um, and it's, Amazon is not guaranteeing you that you will spend $20. And one of the components of that is the bid. 
So if your bids are too low, then your ads are being underserved, meaning that it's not being served, right? So no one's seeing it. No one's, um, or on Facebook, you're not getting enough impressions. Um, so the balance really is if you have a certain amount of daily budget, I believe it's better um, to, to basically spend an entire $20 um, throughout the day. And we're talking kind of low spend campaigns here. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of tells me that your bid and, and your budget is it's in balance. So let's, let's go through that real quick is something to break down real fast. If you, in this case, you know, it's a, it's a campaign among a larger set of campaigns and you have 20 day, $20 a day is the budget, right? On that circuit, if you're not spending to your budget, if you know, every day you look at it and it's spending seven or 12 and you're not spending to your 20, this happens all the time. What are your next mm-hmm. steps then, Sonny? What do you do next then? Is it, is it just raise the bid? What is the... Yeah, I, I, I generally speaking, yes, I would look to raise the bid. Got it. And then what happens on the flip case, right? Because we also have some of the, This is very common too. Like at one o'clock in the afternoon, your budget's done. You capped out. Um, what's the tactic there? Well, Tim, I love that situation. I would probably... <laughs> it happens all the time. We usually... <laughs> yeah. You, you drop the bid then, right? So, yeah. Right. So from a scaling perspective, dial up the daily budget, increase it. Well, you can increase the daily budget if you're capping out, but if you're capping out and your returns aren't, aren't where you're at, because we'll oftentimes in that. So in this situation, um, okay. you know, you say you bid 20, but by one o'clock in the afternoon, you're capped out, you're bidding a dollar per bid per click on it. Well, mm-hmm. then usually we'll say, well, let's drop it down to 80 cents and see if we can just get more clicks mm-hmm. for that 20 bucks. Right. And, right. But in your case too, where you, where you were going with that was, Hey, you're spending 20 bucks. You're out by one o'clock. Your ROAS is really good. In that case, yeah, right. exactly what you said. Let's yeah, exactly. double that budget. Let's go to town on it and see yeah. what we get. And, and we've seen that over Christmas, right? During the holidays where some certain campaigns are oh, like yeah. that. Absolutely. But Tim, you're yeah, right. That was one of, I was just going to say, Sonny, that was one of my favorite uh, you know, sort of things that we had seen was like, okay, well, we're, you know, maybe you had $100 or $150 per day on a campaign and well, boy, it's it's doing really well today from a reported, you know, return on ad spend or, you know, overall, we're just seeing a lot of movers on this. Let's, let's bump it up to 200. Let's bump it up right. to 250. Let's bump, just keep bumping it up. Right. And, and it uh, works. You know, yeah. And it works, yep. right? It's nice. Nice when that happens. Yes. All righty. Well, uh, I think kind of, you know, it's always good to talk about, you know, how the advertising uh, platforms work, understand some of the inner workings of things. So Sonny, I appreciate you bringing this, this topic to, uh, to the table, to the podcast today. Uh, any, any closing remarks, anything you want to make sure everybody knows as, as it relates to, to bidding and ad- advice as we sort of uh, wind down here today? Um, yeah, I think it's just, uh, you know, these kind of things that's, um, you know, for us, since we do this every day, um, we're kind of used to it. We we've gone through enough reps um, to know immediately what uh, how to adjust things. So, you know, for us, we just continue to do what we do and uh, adapt to the market. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's my takeaway, yeah. Sonny, that I'd like people to remember: is one, Google can be in trouble, um, and they did. And this <laughs> lawsuit is very similar to the one that happened in Europe recently, where they did get they did get really slapped hard with some massive massive fines in Europe. And this is slightly different, some of the terms in this one, but it's, it's you know, that was yeah. a monopolistic practice one in Europe. And it wasn't one of those where it kind of gets settled and kind of goes away quietly in Europe. They got just clobbered with it. Yeah. So this, right. uh, where most of these lawsuits against the major advertising in the U.S. tend to fizzle at some point, this one, the general thought is this one has some teeth. 
because the one because of what happened in Europe to them. Uh, right. And the other one is is the other takeaway for me is, and this is something Sonny you preach all the time, and and is hey the quality of the ad and the creative and how well it converts, and then the quality of how well the ad converts into a click, right? And then how well what's behind the ads when you get to how well that cl- that converts really affect it's not just hey you make more sales but it really affects then what you can bid so it's a really virtuous cycle and that most people would just focus on how much you need to bid to get the impression and not focus on some of the things that will help you lower what you need to bid to get the impression which is really great quality listings and really high converting products right right so what's interesting about what you just said tim is that the department of justice actually is trying to help us advertise in in yes cause meaning that they want to see uh, more competition. What they want to do is break up the supply side, the demand side, and the exchange. So the thought there is that it will be more competitive, and therefore advertisers may see lower costs. Yeah, and and there have been analysts who said it's a, and who knows what happens, right? It could all get right. settled out. It could just be a fine. But there are some analysts saying, no, it's it's a realistic potential that they might force Google to split or force Alphabet to split into a couple different organizations off of this. That's been, you know, some of the some of the voices in Congress are saying that's what needs to happen. I don't know if that'll happen or not. That seems pretty radical. Um, but, you know, there's analysts saying, you know, it's it may be the not the most likely scenario that comes out of this, but it's not beyond the realm of consideration that that could be what happens out of this. It's not a ridiculous um, potential out of this. Right. That would change a lot of what we do. <laughs> it would, it would, it would have right. a lot of impact for a lot sure. of years if that's what happens. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll keep everybody posted on that. I'll keep a close eye on it. But uh, uh, again, appreciate you, Sonny, for, for bringing this up. Tim, as always, it's a pleasure. And thank you to the listener for, for tuning in today. Hope you have a wonderful day and we will catch you again next time. <laughs>